Hello and welcome back to Lent with St. Edith Stein. This is Rebecca and I'm so glad you could join us today. This podcast is brought to you by St. Edith Stein Co. So please be sure to check out our store at stedithsteinco.com. For the remainder of Lent, we're focusing on St. Edith's final work, The Science of the Cross, which details her meditations and thoughts on the writings of St. John of the Cross. So let's begin with the prayer that St. Edith wrote. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, fill my soul with holy joy, courage, and strength to serve you. Enkindle your love in me, and then walk with me along the next stretch of road before me. I do not see very far ahead, but when I have arrived where the horizon now closes down, a new prospect will open before me, and I shall meet it with peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In her book, The Science of the Cross, St. Edith Stein wrote, When the spiritual appetite is purified of all things created and of all attachment thereto, then the soul has taken on divine qualities rather than her own natural ones, and she now possesses an empty, prepared room. But since the divine is not yet communicated to her in union, the soul feels pain that is worse than death. The faculties of the soul can be referred to as the caves of sense. The first cave is the intellect, which thirsts for God. It longs to be filled with divine wisdom and truth. This part of the soul seeks knowledge and truth, and as St. Edith famously said, whoever seeks truth seeks God, whether they know it or not. The second cave is the will, which hungers for God and the perfection of love. And this perfection of love cannot be found in ordinary human relationships. Finally, the third cave is the memory or imagination, which is consumed with desire for possession of God. It longs to grasp something greater than itself. Without God, our souls suffer miserably. We spend our lives seeking to fill these caves, these infinite caverns, but we are never satisfied. The caves are infinite, and so is our hunger and desire, but we can only be filled by the infinite. Temporal things only provide us with a shallow satisfaction, so when we try to fill ourselves with them, we only block off the entrance. So we're still empty and miserable, but God can't get in to fill us with his light. We can keep ourselves in spiritual blindness, either by ignorance or willful stubbornness. The spiritual eye has excellent vision, but like the physical eye, it can be blocked very easily. Think of the physical eye. It has a tremendous range of vision. Go outside and you can see the light of stars from millions of miles away. But if you put just the tip of your finger over your eye, it sees nothing. In the same way, we block the caves of the senses and keep ourselves in utter darkness. In order to fill these caves, we must possess God, and there are two means of doing so, possession of God through grace and possession of God through union. Possession through grace is like an engagement. The bride prepares for the fullness of marriage and the two grow closer. The bridegroom visits her regularly and brings her gifts. This preparation takes longer for some than for others. The second type of possession of God is through union, which we have discussed extensively in previous sessions. This divine union is given to us by God once we have passed through the dark night or otherwise purified our souls. And this is a matrimony where God and the soul are joined together with one common purpose, one will. 
When we possess God through grace, the barriers in front of our caves begin to shift and move out of the way. The divine light begins creeping in, and we can see things more clearly, although sometimes temporal things still block the light. But in union, the caves are flooded with divine light. As St. John of the Cross said, they themselves now burn and send the splendors they have received with loving glory in God to God, just as glass reflects the splendor of the sun shining on it. Yet the soul reflects the divine light in a more excellent way because the will cooperates. Here, the soul is now able to give God more than it possesses, even in its innermost depths, because the soul possesses God and it can reflect his own perfect love back to him. Not only are the caves of the soul filled to satisfaction, the soul is capable of even greater love for God. St. Edith says that the soul here loves God for his own sake. She does not love him only because he is so generous, good, glorious, and so on, but with greater intensity she loves him because he is all this in himself. Thank you again for joining me today, and please be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at St. Edith Steinco. And I hope that you'll continue to tune in as we reflect on the writings of St. Edith Stein throughout this Lenten season. May God bless you, and may the saints be with you. Music